Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I can't tell you how excited I am about introducing you all to this amazing woman. If If I only told you her story, it would be an amazing podcast. But her story, accompanied with what she's doing in the world, literally, it could be a three part podcast. Um, let me tell you a little bit about this gorgeous woman, Lisa Michelle. She is a so, the social entrepreneur behind the beauty brand Lily and Company that provides funding and safe homes globally through products handcrafted by survivors. She's also the CEO of Untethered Ministries, a nonprofit that exists to guide women and children into healing from being sexually abused, exploited, or trafficked through intervention, prevention, and outreach. NSA Girls uh, is a program with... Uh, that also uh, under the untethered ministries heading that also offers aftercare to women and children on a consistent basis. Her work includes legislation, advocacy, education on trafficking related subjects to law enforcement in the community and leadership in various advisory boards and coalitions. She is a survivor of commercial sexual exploitation herself and tells her story to the nations to help women and children experience emotional healing. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you, Michelle. Boy, when you say all that, it's a mouthful and it's like, my goodness, how do I keep up with all that? (laughs) It's funny when you hear somebody else kind of telling, you know, your story or reading your bio, you're like, wow, like like you forget about it almost because you've moved on, you've healed from things, you're in different areas. But then when you hear it all put put together, and that's not, that is not even your story. That's just what you're doing now. So if I were to tell parts of your story, I think you, I mean, you just sit back and on and say, God is so good. He is good. Yeah. It's amazing. So I met Lisa. I think I actually met her virtually um, from Summer, who um, I met and was, we, we met in person at the Fear and Faith event that was in Texas. Yes. And we spoke on the phone and Lisa's story, your story, Lisa, would you just share? I mean, you don't have to, if you don't want to tell the whole thing, but would you just at least share your background. It's a pretty spectacular background. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in California in San Francisco in the suburbs and both my parents were, well, my mom was a waitress. My dad was a bartender. They were both pretty big party animals and alcoholics at the time while I was growing up. And my dad was a part of the Hells Angels. So I lived in this very colorful, you know, childhood that was exposed to more things than children should ever see, hear, or, you know, experience. My father himself was one of my perpetrators out of the three um, that I experienced as a child. He sexually abused me from the age of my first memory was at four until the age of 14. But we have proof that it happened earlier than that. Mm. So that having that kind of constant sexual abuse happen to you and thinking that that's a normal relationship with your father really did something to me mentally as well. Uh, Then we had a neighbor who lived across the street from us. And this neighbor was a really kind elderly man. He ran the funeral home that um, was in town. Everybody in town trusted him. He was 
He lived in an apartment inside that funeral home. And to the community, he's a trusted businessman. He looked great. You know, when he presented great, he talked great, everything. But behind closed doors, this man was a pedophile. He was a part of a pedophile ring and he sexually exploited me through uh, child pornography, which is um, sexual abuse material is what, how they want to say it to, in today's terms. But basically that's through child pornography, you know, through videos and through um, pictures as well. I wasn't the only one that was in that home. He actually used me to recruit other children into the home as well. And my time spent there almost three years inside of that funeral home were things that are, come out of a horror film. I mean, they were absolutely horrifying to this day. My family won't talk about any of it. And I really don't feel there's a need to even glorify this man or even to give him any more energy. So, but what happened to me was I was drugged every single time before those encounters in that funeral home. So I had no short-term memory of what was happening to me. So I ended up turning to drugs and alcohol at a really early age, hanging out on the streets of San Francisco met my first boyfriend who was the lead singer of a rock and roll band and was hanging out with him and then met another guy, <laughs> uh, Brett Michaels from Poison. And they were just, you know, beginning to like, they were really hot on the scene in LA and San Francisco, but they hadn't hit the big time yet. So I stayed with that band for like a year on the road, hanging out with them and, uh, living a pretty crazy life, you know, running from my past, not knowing that I was running because I was addicted to men, to sex and to drugs and alcohol and just, you know, disassociating from every single thing that happened to me in my childhood. I met my next boyfriend that was opening for Brett's band and he was a drummer of that band. <laughs> and um, I ran off with him for like four years. And so it's crazy to think of my lifestyle back then, you know, like from 17 to 21. And then to think of the woman that I am today and where God has brought me. But I was on the run. I lived craziness. I almost OD'd on drugs a couple of times. And I got into um, AA and got tried to fight for my sobriety, but I just had I had nothing in me that could figure out how to stay sober. So I ended up um, being invited into the underground club scene in San Francisco while I was trying to fight for my sobriety. And I stayed in that scene for almost seven years. And then I hung out with celebrities and just lived even a worse life than I did in the rock and roll scene, which is hard to believe. Um, it was pretty crazy. And then one day I'm at work, I became a makeup artist and I just became an esthetician and I'm at work and my sister was um, working at the salon and doing nails on one of her male clients. And I'm just walking by the station and, and he reaches out to me and grabs my arm and he said, Hey, Lisa, I'd like to invite you to church this Sunday. I said, me church. Why would you invite a girl like me to church? Because see, I didn't grow up with church. I didn't grow up with God. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know who God was. Like I had no acknowledgement of him at all. So his invitation to me was so foreign that it kind of threw me off. And then he said, you know what? You're right, Lisa. Why would I invite a girl like you to church? He said, you're one of the biggest sinners I've ever met in my life. And he said, and I know you're going to catch on fire when you walk through those doors this Sunday, but I know exactly why you're going to show up to church. And at this point, I, he had me. I was like, this guy's convincing, right? And then he says to me, I said, why would I go to church? And he goes, because there's really hot guys there. And I said, oh my gosh, what time I will be there. And then my sister looked at me and she goes, oh my gosh, Lisa, I'm going with you. So we showed up to church that Sunday for all the wrong reasons. 
And I went to that church for a year for all the wrong reasons. I literally dated every guy I could in that place. I was no different than I was in the clubs or the rock and roll scene. But what happened to me was every single Sunday, I started to hear these messages about a father's love that I had never experienced here on this earth, that a daddy that loved me, he wanted me, he adopted me, and he wanted me to be his. The more I heard about this kind of love that I had never experienced here on this earth, the more I had to say, oh my gosh, I'm in. How do I sign up? Like I was waiting for the invitation. Finally, the pastor gives an altar call and I jump out of my seat like a jack in a box. And I'm like, that's me. I'm a sinner. I need Jesus in my life. I need, I can't do sobriety on my own. I've tried everything you can think of. I can't do this life anymore like this. I'm worn out. I feel used. I feel abused. My mind is screwed up. Like everything in me is so broken. And I gave my life to the Lord right then and there did a complete 180. Such a big transformation happened to me in my life that my entire family gave their lives to the Lord and came to the Lord from that moment. Just boom, boom, boom. Everybody started going, whoa. And God, ever since then, that's like 20, I think it's 26, 27 years ago that God has done miraculous things with me. I mean, I had to fight for my sanity, fight for my sobriety. But when I gave my life to the Lord that day, something transformed like totally transformed in me. And I was completely delivered of drugs and alcohol at that point. And that was something I didn't have to fight for. And I know that's hard for people to hear because there's so many people that, and I understand the struggle. I've been there. You know, you can't even go through a couple minutes without having something. So I get it. And especially when I got rid of alcohol, drugs, and then it was men. So, and then it was cigarettes. And I was just like on and on, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what other vice? Okay. Then now there's sugar in my life. You know, <laughs> There's always something your brain wants, right? To like try and dope you up. So anyways, you know, to be the woman I am today, to be standing with the governor a couple weeks ago, being personally invited to be in that room when he signed nine bills to protect children in the state of Texas. That was such a surreal moment in my life. You know, you look at the little girl that I was in that funeral home being abused by my dad being in filth and neglect and alcoholism and generations like that ended when I had my own kids, you know, generations of just filth and disgustingness, like, and to see the woman I am today is mind blowing what God can do. If we just continue to put one foot in front of the other and just show up, because let me tell you, I showed up for everything to be who I am today. I was as nervous as all get out. I was unqualified. I still am. <laughs> But God equips me and he uses me in every single moment. I was muted. Sorry. It's an overwhelming story. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've heard it a couple of times. I still cry because I'm so overwhelmed by how good God is. He's so good. And, you know, I believe I've, I've said this for years that your truth, when you have the, the courage to share your truth with other people, it sets other people free because you're giving them permission. You're showing them what's possible and you're giving them permission to share their truth as well. And you have turned, uh, God, God changed your life in dramatic ways. And as, and as the amazing steward that you have been with this journey that God took you on, you have been such a good steward that you have turned all that stuff into really advocacy for other women and you do pretty remarkable things in your in your ministry in your foundation 
Um, can you just, I mean, I don't know how, where you want to go with that. If you want to start with Lillian company, or if you want to start with, um, you know, no strings attached, but I would love for you to share with people how this, this incredibly outrageous story of, you know, somebody that should not be where you're at. You shouldn't be alive. You shouldn't look the way you look. You shouldn't have the incredible family and marriage and impact that you have according to the world, right? But in the, in the king, we operate in the kingdom. So we operate in a whole different, you know, atmosphere. Right. And because of that, it's just an amazing, like, I would just love for you to share all the things that you're doing because you're doing remarkable things and having a huge impact. Yeah. Well, you mentioned my marriage. So we're celebrating 25 years coming up in a couple of weeks, which is truly a miracle. Trust me. <laughs> we have two beautiful children. Our son, Caleb, is 21 years old. He's getting ready to graduate from UTSA with a cybersecurity degree, which is mind blowing to me. He's the very first one on my side of the family wow. to be educated. And he's actually inspired me to go get a degree as well. My daughter is 16 years old. Old, and she is a thriving teenager. She is so beautiful and just so amazing. I'm so proud of my children and I'm so hard. I fought to have them and to be the woman that I am today. Um, I'm trying to think back, like this all started when I saw a film being, uh, I went to the world premiere of this film in LA and it was about trafficking. It was one of those, you know, back in the pioneer stages when there was nothing out there. Um, and this guy did, you know, behind the scenes stuff going into brothels and going into these places where little seven-year-olds were being sold for sex. And I could not believe this was not only happening around the world, but it was actually happening in my backyard. And so what happened was me seeing that film me starting to self-identify as a survivor myself and starting to go through all of that and go through my healing journey and that I was the very last person sitting in that theater that day. And I remember sitting there going, I have to do something. I cannot walk away from this film and do nothing. So I was on my way back home flying to Arizona because we were living there at the time. And I asked God, what can I do? Well, my grandmother had just left me a thousand dollars before she passed away. She knew she was going to pass away and she wanted to see what I would do with it before I left because she gave a thousand to my sister and it's a whole different story. <laughs> but I took that thousand dollars and I went to a chemist and I said, I want to create an eyelash serum. And so I created my eyelash serum. I sold the heck out of that thing. And then I used all the proceeds from that to develop my next product, Mommy's Little Helper. So I just went on and on and on to where we are today. And then we started selling jewelry and other goods because we found other things that, that the survivors can make. And here we are 14 years later, still not where we want to be, but we're still moving forward. And we have big plans and big dreams for the, for the for-profit. But I was doing all of that. And then <clears throat> we were living in Arizona and we got black mold in our home, um, which was so foreign in Arizona. Right. So I became gravely ill. Mm. And um, to make a long story short, it ended with me being in bed for about three months. 
And I had, I had to crawl to the bathroom. I literally couldn't walk on my own. I had a cane. As a matter of fact, it's laying over here up against the wall because I had to use it recently again, which is crazy. You never, I mean, you looked and saw me just a month ago and be like, what? Yeah. So sometimes I have setbacks. Sometimes I have flare-ups and different things because that mold almost killed me. It almost killed me. So I ended up having a huge wrestling match with the Lord. And I cried out to him and I said, what do you want from me, Lord? I don't want to die in this bed. My children are little. I can't do this father. And he told me right in that moment, Lisa, I want you to pick up your mat. I want you to stop feeling sorry for yourself. And I want you to walk with me. And that led me straight into the front door of a strip club. Here I was a Christian woman married to a man who's in the corporate world with two little kids. Like, God, what are you doing? Why, what? I, how am I even tell my husband that you just told me to go do that? And so it was quite a journey to get there. I kicked and screamed the whole way. But I'll never forget my first night of walking in that strip club in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I walked in with a heart attitude of, God, I have nothing in common with these women. I don't know why you're asking me to do this. Father, I can't stand the men in those clubs. As a matter of fact, I hate them. And I'm like, and I don't want to smell the stench of sin, of alcohol, of sweat and sex. I don't want any of it, Lord. I've changed my life. I came to be in the church because I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I made a vow with myself to never go back to the vomit, to the stuff that I was in. So I was fighting my own vows and the own things that I had said to myself. And when I walked into that club that night and I met the first beautiful woman back in the dressing room, I just remember this shift in my heart. And I walked out of that club that night and I repented right there in the parking lot. And I said, Father, forgive me. She is me and I am her. And I have built walls between her and I. God, please forgive me. I have been greatly wrong. I've had misjudgments, misconceptions. I didn't know who she was. I just thought she she, she was, you know, I drive by the strip clubs. I hadn't been in them before. And so I thought I knew who she was. And I had no idea of who she was, the kind of potential that was in her life. And then if God could use me to walk in there and befriend the women in there and change their lives and their destinies. I said, I'm in, Lord. It's been 14 years I've been walking in these strip clubs. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I have never given the crazy moments. Last week, a little baby girl, two baby girls were born right here in San Antonio, Texas. One of them was adopted out, and she is completely safe from a life of exploitation. She'll never have to fear being sold by anybody, by any perpetrators. I mean, it was the most beautiful moment ever in my life last weekend watching that little baby girl. It's just amazing to see what God can do. But um, nine years ago, I started NSA Girls, No Strings Attached here in San Antonio. And I literally, I was so scared to start my own nonprofit. I didn't even know what I was doing. I mean, I literally didn't know what I was doing or how I was going to do it. And God just one by one started to bring the right people and equip us and bring us to who we are today. Still to this day, I am so teachable and so malleable and just so like I'm constantly learning and being invited to tables of people that are like highly educated and blow my mind. And I learn from them all the time. And that's how we got to where we are today. But the beautiful women that we serve and that we have the honor to do life with just make all just 
incredible. You know, it's all just so amazing and worth it. And um, I'm thankful to do what I do today. Well, it's pretty remarkable. So one of the things that you do as a part of your calling and with the No Strings Attached Girls is you go into strip clubs, you make friends with these women and you offer them a way out. Yep. Yeah, we sure do. I mean, one uh, one of our friends, I think I shared this at Fear and the Faith, one of our friends that we met one night struggling with her sobriety, I shared my story with her and how hard I fought and how having a relationship with Jesus ultimately was how I found my freedom in sobriety. Uh, I said, oh, that's not normal, you know, but that's what happened for me. So we ended up meeting with her the next day. We had lunch with her. We brought a Bible, a care package. We ended up sharing the gospel with her. Um, she was invited to church that Sunday. She went, she's been going for three years in a row. And I asked her that day, and this is what we do with every single woman that we meet. Cause every time we go into those clubs, we meet women that are ready. And so, um, I asked her that day, if you weren't working in the industry, what would you be doing? And she said, I'd be a realtor. And I said, then let's make that happen. Let's figure it out. We'll figure it out together. Okay. You've got girls with you and love with you and, and everything. So we introduced her to a mentor and um, she has been a realtor for three years now. And just last month, she bought her very own house. Like that's, she couldn't even do rent. Like you have no idea the struggle that with finances, with self-esteem, with everything. And this girl, I see her all the time on Facebook and her beautiful outfits and just so sure of herself. And if you could take her from day one to who she is today, just like me, <laughs> you'd go, wow, God, wow. And we have a lot of women that have incredible success stories that aren't ready to share them. That really like, they're like, well, that was my former life. And this is who I want to be today. And I want to be seen as a professional and taken professionally. So I don't want to really share my story. And we honor that a thousand percent. She gave me permission to share that at this point after three years, because she realizes now how powerful her story is. But that's why I'm so passionate about sharing my story, because you can look at me and think, wow, you went through all that. And then you are who you are today. I just want to inspire other women to see them in their full potential and to realize their own destinies in the Lord. It's, um, it's a lot and it's overwhelming and it's so incredibly inspiring. It's so beautiful. It's so full of hope. Um, and, and, you know, we are living in a time where people are so desperate for hope. There, there feels like more darkness than ever, and maybe there isn't more, but it's being revealed at a rapid, rapid rate. And so I'm, I'm so behind what you do. I'm so in awe of what you do. Um, before we started the podcast, I asked her uh, about um, our give back day. So all the proceeds for the sale of the shirts, any of the teas that you buy to participate in the, in the give back day, all the proceeds are going to go um, to the No Strings Attached uh, with Lisa and so even if you aren't going to be able to go out and actually do something in your community physically to give back just by purchasing a shirt, you know that you are supporting um, what Lisa is doing and changing, you know, changing your own life has this ripple effect. Her entire family came to Christ. Look at her children who are growing up in this amazing world. She's literally impacting legislation, which is going to start in Texas and go out to every state. I mean, that's one life. That's Lisa's life. And imagine the countless other lives that are being impacted because of the ripple of what she's doing. So when you're buying these t-shirts, um, even if you're, like I said, not going to physically participate in our give back day, 
you are impacting lives because you're helping to further this incredible cause. Um, I'm excited about all the things that I have in my mind that I want to do to support what you're doing, Lisa. You are an unbelievable example of who Christ is and who you are in the way that you live, transparent, open, um, still at it, like at it more passionately now, I think even maybe than when you first started. That's right. I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know my own worth or my own potential. So I found that by saying yes to so many incredible people that have invited me into their circles and their lives. And and I just want to encourage anybody listening to that. If you have that kind of influence, if you have that kind you know, of relationship that you can pull people in and help them propel them to their destinies. Cause that's how I got to where I am today because other women saw potential in me. And when they put me in these positions in these places, I have to step up. I'm like, Oh, here I am. I got to step up. Right. And then you learn, wow, I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I was. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. And, you know, I think that all that God asks for us is a willingness and an obedience He's not asking for you to be qualified. He's not asking for you to have all the answers. He's just saying, be willing. Are you willing to do it? And just be obedient to what I'm asking. Even if it sounds crazy and scary, just be willing and obedient. And he will do remarkable things. Um, would you do me a favor and tell everybody, like, how can they, what's the website for Lisa and company? I, I, I mean, that's not the name of Lisa, it. No, there's three of them. So, well, lisamichelle.org will take you okay. everywhere. So that's okay. <laughs> and there's a link tree link and all that kind of, is that what it is linked? Is that what it is? Yeah. Link tree. Yes, <laughs> Thank link you. Tree. Um, and then nsagirls.org is for uh, no strings attached for the strip club outreach. And we'll have all of the, her information. If you're listening on the audio podcast, we'll have all the information in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't, don't worry, right below the video, we'll have all of her information. So you can connect with her, um, uh, you know, have her speak at your event. You can donate to the foundation. And, and if nothing else, just pray, just pray because what she is doing, you know, you're, you're shifting the culture We're we're put, you're putting light in dark places that the enemy just does not want you to go. So just cover you. I just want to bless you and cover you in prayer and protection for your health, your finances, your family, and you know, your mission. Thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. This is beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate having you on here today. And I'm sure you'll be back. Yes. <laughs> so thankful to have Lisa Michelle part of our podcast. And the NSA Girls was the recipient of the recent Give Back Day that we did. We did a little fundraiser with our shirts and all the money goes to the NSA Girls. It is now November, and guess what that means? We are fully locked and loaded, ready for you with Activate, our very first in-person event that is happening in April of 2022 in Dallas, Texas. You know, you need to be there. 1,500 kingdom-minded women that are super ambitious, excited about taking the marketplace by storm for Jesus. (laughs) It's going to be exciting, you know, at our awards gala which is the last night of the event it's an awards gala and charity auction we're gonna have amazing entertainment all of that will be announced next week by the way our entertainment and our headline speaker we are also giving away several awards five thousand dollars cash and some beautiful prizes to some very deserving women i know you're going to want to be there we are doing our part in moving the kingdom forward with women aligning and really just 
grabbing a hold of our identity in the kingdom and saying, we're going to put a line in the sand and we are going to stand in our identity and we are going to move the needle. We're going to help encourage, equip, and empower as many women as we can along the way. (laughs) Head over to activatewomen.live now to get your ticket. There are still vendor booths available and we have early bird specials going on. So instead of paying the whole thing up front, you can make some payments. That's going to be very beneficial to some people. That only lasts through the end of November. So hurry over there now and take advantage of the specials. Girl Power Alliance is the international alliance of Christian women in business. 